Welcome back to that stupid fantasy football show. I am Tim being joined by Adam live on Twitter and get vocal. Adam, how are you today? Good. How are you? I'm great. We finally got the technical great. kinks worked out. Only two minutes late for actual uh, showtime, which isn't bad. Not bad. All things considered, though, it Not did bad. feel like we were about to have to quit a minute ago. But uh, I'm glad we didn't, and we did it. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't know if I had that feeling. I thought I mean, at some point this was going to work. <laughs> I was not as confident. Oh, wow. Um, wow, so, you up pretty easily. <laughs> well, I was just getting frustrated, you know. And really, we wanted to stream it to Twitter because, you know, we know people will see it on Twitter. Get vocal is it. Yeah, so and Get Vocal is a news site, but if you go to Get Vocal, check it out at getvocal.com and search for us, that stupid fantasy football show. You can you can join this very broadcast right now, assuming you're watching it live on Twitter. Yeah, maybe. It's possible. Popola was in here for a second. Where is that? Probably lock the room. Let me lock it up. Yeah, lock it up. (laughs) We're not riffraff in here. Popola said he had some work bullshit to do, but uh but that goes out to the entire audience. So we're, we're going to put this on the podcast feed as well. And we're going to try to do these more often. Hopefully we will get into a regular groove where we do a regular weekly time slot. And we'll do a live show. And anyone who listens can join us. How's yeah. that sound? That sounds good, I guess. Right, good, you guess? I mean, we don't have to accept people on. but Yeah, we could always kick people out. <laughs> that might be a lot of fun. That could be. I like, I like the power. <laughs> the power element of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how are you doing uh, with your hair? Uh, you're wearing a hat, so my hair is just out of control. I haven't. It doesn't look girl, bad. Girl keeps on saying she's like, "Oh, I'll cut it for you." I'm like, ah, "I don't want to hate you." <laughs> I have to say, it doesn't look bad. It's, okay. uh, it's, it's just like a like, longer version of what you do. Just, yeah, it's just getting like too long for me. It just keeps on getting my face. And then I tried to like fix it while I'm looking at this, but it's the flipped reverse image. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let me show you here. Let me take off okay. my hat for a moment. It's not that bad. It's actually okay. yeah. It's just long. I've I've really I've cleaned it up uh, several times now throughout the That's quarantine. Well, trims. Uh, yeah, and I even I I'm getting those uh, those like what do you call it thinning scissors. So oh, yeah. I'm gonna, like thin thin it up. Um, but like the back is kind of a mess. Like it's way more yeah. poofy. In the yeah, back, mine, then the front. Starting to uh, like poof out yeah. as well. Um, and I, I, I ordered clippers, like a like a buzzers, not not to buzz it short, short, but to buzz it a little bit, you know, with the with the, yeah. you know. So I, that's that's my plan. That that'll get here in like a, a week or two. That's and, good. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it'll be shorter. Yeah, yeah. But, um, it's a nice backdrop you got there. It looks like a nice little office area. Thanks. Yeah, it's my uh, my home office. Got a bookcase yeah. back there, a globe. That's where I keep all the weed. Nice. In the globe? Yeah. That's a good spot. <laughs> I like that. Um, so, Adam, we are here, of course, for fantasy football because we, we can't get enough of it. And we're in a league together, and we just did our draft order lottery, which is a lot of fun. And uh, so the 2020 season, is it happening? What, what do you think? How are you feeling about well, it? I mean, I think everything that's going on right now 
like unless it has to be canceled or yeah. like they just going to keep going forward with it like you know basketball and hockey had to be canceled because they're actively going on um but like i think they're kind of betting on like okay we'll you know we'll cancel things when they have to be canceled um in terms of like okay we're you know a month out and there's no way this can happen so mm. we're going to push it or we're going to cancel preseason games or stuff like that but my concern is if there is a season and there is no preseason or no real workout programs beforehand that people are just going to be getting injured left and right yeah. and the, the product's going to suck for like the first six to eight weeks yeah i could see that being a problem that suck, but like yeah. not be as good as it could be with you know practices and stuff like that it'll be great because people will just be excited that it's back um, yeah, you know, and I think it, it presents some interesting creative challenges to the the owners and the league, where you know, if fifty thousand people aren't going to be allowed in a stadium in the fall, which sounds pretty likely to me, yeah, that's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. So, what are they going to do? Are they going to cancel the season? I don't think so. They, no, yeah. they're, they're going to do whatever it takes. I mean, a lot of their money comes from ad dollars. Obviously, yeah. a huge chunk for the owners comes from. Um, I'm sure what I'm obviously I'm sure what they'll try to do, which they won't be able to do because the unions. But uh, they're going to try to. Uh, say oh well because we can't get crowds in here this that and the other is they're trying to try to stiff the players before they you know take any hurt from it um 100 percent uh, or take uh say oh well since this is you know you didn't do this you didn't do that then you don't get your full salary they're gonna do that bs before they just take the hit and say okay well this year is not going to be as lucrative but everybody's going to be watching from home so we can just charge more ad dollars do stuff like that so it's going to be uh it's going to be it's it's definitely going to fall on the players before it falls on the owners i mean that's just how this country works or <laughs> the world works yeah i agree it is they are gonna i'm sure not be able to uh pay or also like the revenue and the salary cap are intertwined so if they don't make the same amount of revenue then the salary caps are going to be thrown off they're gonna every team is theoretically could be over the salary cap next year i you think know what I mean? guys i think the owners like if they really care about returning to normal and they really care about the fans and they really care about the game um, the owners will just take the hit this year and just say, you know what, this will just take it on, but they won't want to do that. Well, here's, I, I see, I think, still think there are a lot of creative alternatives to taking a hit, um, to just assuming they're not going to make as much money this year. Oh, they're going to do everything they can to make as much money and figure out ways to, um, they're going to do fan experiences. There's mm -hmm. going to be way, and I bet you, I can guarantee you that they're going to try every which way to try to get those luxury boxes open. So at least those, oh, yeah. companies, those companies will pay to have those boxes. And I mean, and I'm sure, and you know, they're definitely going to try to also fuck the ticket holders for sure. You know, say, Oh, well, you know, you still have to pay for your seat license for the year. You still have to do this. You still have to do that. You, you're not going to get full credit, um, you know, or we'll, we'll move your credit over to the following year. And then the following year, guess what? They'll raise ticket prices 
So it's it's going to come out of the pockets of the players and the ticket holders. But what if they were to do something like play games on every day of the year uh, of the week um, and not just Sundays, you know, like because it's a TV. If it's just for TV and they're going to play it anyway, why would they have 10 competing shows? Um, That would be hard with scheduling. It would be like. I guess but, you would say certain conferences play on certain days and, you know, try to, but it, it would be really tough with scheduling because you don't want teams only having two days of rest or three days. Of, but yeah, I could see um, maybe more days of the week falling into place having, um, and, and I guess it also depends on what happens with college football. Right. If there's no college football, then they'll definitely be playing more Saturdays and Sundays. I mean, I, I and everybody's going to be, thirsty for it I yeah mean. exactly and i'm People sure ate up the draft find ways to like let's say they can't fill the stadium but i'm sure they're going to try to say well what's the safest amount of people or what can we get from the government to allow us to do because you know there's going to be plenty of people that don't give a damn like they don't care like they're like i want to go to the game yeah. let me go if there's a way i can go i'll go mm-hmm. um so they will They'll, yeah. they'll probably do some separation, you know, like a uh, few seats apart maybe or something like that. Yeah, I think the thing that people always bring up, which is a good point, though, is like what happens about like bathrooms and concessions and stuff like that. It's just really hard to enforce that, especially if people are drunk and, uh, you know, it's or like is everybody required to wear a mask? Like, will they hand masks out when you get to the stadium? Like, you know, they're because they're saying like, now, like even as they're opening like small businesses up, you got to like get your temperature read. You have to yeah. do all these precautions before you can even enter a place of business. So yeah, for sure. Which I think is important. It's good, but yeah. how mu- how well can they enforce that once all these people are inside? Yeah, uh, because I know I or it, like and it like you go to any sporting event like the bathrooms, you're right up next to people mm-hmm. like. You know, well, you try to do that though. Yeah, you uh, like pick out the hottest guys, and you're like, "I'm gonna follow that guy to the bathroom." Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, let's no, get to a... best swagger. They don't have to be the hottest; just the best swagger. All right, let's uh, let's get to fantasy football because we have a ton to talk about. I mean, uh, almost there's just so much going on. The draft, too much, too much, basically. So we wanted to talk about some rising values of players today. And we wanted to talk a little bit about the rookies because what cha- what caused things to change uh, value-wise was free agency and some players retired or moved teams and the whole draft, that whole thing uh, called the NFL draft happened. And so new uh, new players are on new teams, old players are on new teams and values have changed. Adam, when we mention ballooning values uh, based on this offseason, what's the first name that comes to mind? Uh, I think we talked about this. Uh, first thing that comes to mind for me is Drew Locke. Oh, Drew Locke. Okay. And we talked about it a little bit. I mean, we talked a little bit. Yep. Just, just I guess that I'm thinking of our league now that we have two QBs, you can start. Um, I think he's a guy that got a lot of weapons. I mean, I think he'll definitely have his games that aren't going to be so hot. This will be, you know, what? He only had, what, 
six starts last year, seven starts? Yeah, something like that. Maybe so, less. I mean, he'll definitely go through growing pains, but I think Denver has really set him up. And then now they got Melvin Gordon. Uh, I think Denver is really – and they improved their offensive line. I think they've done uh, everything they can to help him succeed. Yeah. Um, so I think – I don't know about ballooning value, but he's a guy I think that his value could be rising. And somebody to maybe take a look and some guy that might not, especially if you're in a league that doesn't have two quarterbacks, a guy that might not get drafted to the end of the draft. Definitely. Or maybe not drafted at all. Drafted at all. I mean, he's right now sitting on our waiver wire. Obviously he wouldn't be kept, but um, yeah. he's well, a guy. In a, in a two quarterback league or a super flex league, he's, he will be owned. He will be drafted. And he is probably someone's third quarterback or, will move into their second role if he has chops this year. Yeah. And we know Denver drafted a high-profile wide receiver. They drafted two wide receivers really early. Yes. Jerry Judy, I believe, was one of them, right? Yeah. And uh, I forget the second guy's name, but that's uh, Jerry Judy. And Judy goes compliments uh, Cortland Sutton pretty well. Yes. Um, as, as a slot guy. And a guy that can run really good routes, which I think is going to take a little. I mean, Cortland Sutton played well, even, you know, obviously, you know, Emmanuel Sanders left. But once Emmanuel Sanders left, he still played really well. He did. Um, Locke uh, wasn't afraid to throw him the ball. Are so they had a good rapport? Yeah. Cortland Sutton's a good player. So Jerry Judy uh, goes to goes to, to Denver and... Yeah, I mean, that that offense is going to be legit. I mean, like I said, I think there will definitely be growing pains. Like, I think, you know, there will be games, especially against tough defenses, where he'll, you know, that offense might struggle a bit. But, I mean, they got three good backs. They got, you know, some good wide receivers. They got better offensive line. I think that's a team that's on the rise. And I think also the obvious ones are, you know, Brady and Dak too, that have actually gone to, you know, Brady went to Tampa Bay. That's just yeah. loaded with weapons. And then Dak got CD lamb on top yeah. of two stud wide receivers. He had with Gallup and Cooper. Yeah. So that was, that was where my head kind of goes. One of the first places is Dak um, because my gosh, he's, uh, he's really set up for success now. Jack Prescott with yeah. uh, the addition of C.D. Lamb, who is one of the better uh, receiving prospects in quite a while. Like over the course of uh, like the last decade, he's one of the better ones. Yeah. And yeah. possibly you can't miss type of receiver. Yeah, I think. Uh, and he can he can uh, spread the field and, and play the slot. So I think there there's going to be a lot of opportunity for all those guys to play different parts of the offense i know a lot of people are like oh well that means cooper's going into the slot yeah cooper might play the slot more which is good for him he'll be able to mm-hmm. you know get a lot more receptions because i think last year they really expected him to be more of the deep threat more of the kind of do everything guy mm-hmm. where now i think he can kind of play in that offense in a way that always kind of benefits him yeah. Uh, and he's not going to be double covered the whole time because, you know, I think Gallup got some respect as the season went on. But having Gallup and CeeDee Lamb, you know, I think that and then it opens up. I think it helps Zeke, too. It opens up the run game even more. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of touchdowns scored in Dallas this year. Yeah, that's, going to be a high, that's going to be a high scoring offense, I think. Yeah. As very. long as everybody stays healthy. 
another player whose value really kind of skyrocketed um, a bit, at least from this point, uh, a bit. Kenyon Drake with uh, with David Johnson getting traded to uh, the Houston Texans. Kenyon Drake has now kind of solidified himself as the backfield owner there. Yeah. And I'm looking yeah. on Fantasy Pros, and he is the uh, the 10th ranked running back right now in a full-point PPR league in these uh, 2020 rankings. And uh, that's behind Nick Chubb and uh, before Josh Jacobs. So right in that range. Would you be uh, drafting Kenyon Drake before Josh Jacobs? I'm, I wouldn't. I no, I wouldn't think. either. I don't think. Um, fuck. Um, <laughs> what? My Fantasy Pros. Uh, thing locked up. Oh, <laughs> assholes! <laughs> what about Aaron Jones? Are you feeling uh, the same? Uh, how are you feeling about him? Because he's the twelfth ranked running back, and I agree they did draft a running back. They did, which I don't know what they're doing over there. <laughs> it's the first time I can say that in a while about the Packers. I mean, um, although Mike Mike McCarthy is kind of an idiot. Um, uh, yeah, I. I I, I I don't feel too great about him. I mean, he had he. I mean, he looked really good at times last year. Um, he did. They drafted another running back, and that could be to kind of maybe potentially replace Jamal Williams in that role, or, or potentially just give them a three-headed monster because I think that's the way a lot of teams are starting to go. Yeah. Um, and a, as a guy who's injured a lot, maybe it will help Aaron Jones. Yeah. It, it, it uh, could keep him more fresh, potentially. Yeah, so were- I think my first gut reaction is to say, uh, maybe I'll, like, who else is in that range? Well, let me just uh, read this here, because A.J. Dillon is the running back, and he was drafted 62 overall by the Green Bay Packers. So that is some some pretty high draft capital with a second-round um running back but so in that range where aaron jones is getting drafted you're talking nick chubb you're talking austin eckler nick chubb Kenyon drake josh jacobs aaron jones miles sanders where do you yeah. follow these guys yeah who do you yeah, like the best I would out of those say, um i like chubb i like drake um i like jacobs Definitely. Um, Sanders? In a, in a PPR league, I like Eckler a lot. This, well, these are full-point PPR yeah. rankings. So, I mean, I, I think these rankings are pretty fair. I may be a little bit more high on Josh Jacobs than I am. I would probably go like Chubb, Jacobs, Eckler, Drake, Jones, Sanders. Okay, that's that pretty would, close to my order. I think I would that say. would be where I would go in that. And I mean, I guess obviously it depends on the draft because you gotta you gotta think that's probably you think you would go and pick any of those guys for your second. Like, let's say you're starting in a redraft league and sure. you pick somebody like. Kamara or Elliot or Barkley or McCaffrey with your first pick. Do you feel like you go to the well again and get another running back there? Do you like those guys enough to do that? Or would you go, you know, like Godwin? I guess Godwin's a little bit before them. So there's Kelsey, Kittle, Galladay, Allen Robinson, 
and then Lamar Mike Jackson, Evans. Mike Evans. Like, do you go any of those guys before you take one of those running backs and go with two running backs? I think I'd be going with running backs. Who would, and, be, your, uh, who would be your guy that you'd like the most? Out of, out of the ones that we were talking about, I do like Eckler a lot, but without Rivers, I'm not as yeah. sold that that he's going to have like a, a big workload. I'm sure he'll still catch a lot of passes, but I'm not going to count on that efficiency again. And I'm also not overly sold that he can handle that workload again. He's a really good player, so yeah. I don't want to doubt. I, I like him, I, but yeah. he's a guy that I feel like is an injury from wave because he like really depends on his speed and his shiftiness and stuff like that. Here it's an ankle. Like he might not be the same player the rest of the year. Whereas like a, a more traditional running back, he hurts an ankle. He can still run. He can still break tackles. He can still, you know, he doesn't have to rely on that shiftiness and speed and catching balls constantly um, yeah. to, 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 to provide good value. Right. So for me, I think these running backs would go in the order of Jacobs, Miles Sanders, too, um, then Nick Chubb, or maybe Chubb, too, Miles Sanders, three, and then Eckler, Jones, and Drake. Drake's your least favorite? Yeah, I don't know. I don't really believe in the talent quite as much as some of the other guys. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't dislike I him, do but think, I, I wouldn't be spending a second-round draft pick on him. I, and I wouldn't be spending a second-round draft pick on Eckler either. Yeah, I'm the same way. I think the only ones would be Jacobs and Chubb for me that I would really consider, if I've, especially if I've already drafted a running back. Those are the only two guys I'd probably consider there. Uh, you, yeah. You're really high on Miles Sanders? Why not? What's what's wrong with Miles San- Miles Sanders? He uh, was one of the top ranked uh, running backs heading into last year. One of the top r- rookie running backs drafted, and he had a great season. He had a good season, and uh, he did. Didn't they uh, didn't they get a running back? Uh, not that I know of, maybe, but um, I, I don't think Sanders will be eclipsed by. And it's not like they uh, they drafted a like a stud running back in the early rounds. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, uh, well, they drafted uh, that quarterback who they're going to use as kind of like a Swiss Army knife and do like two quarterback packages oh, okay. and stuff. Um, uh, Jalen, oh, Hurt. Jalen Hurt. He He's an interesting guy, um, mm-hmm. uh, especially in leagues uh, with two quarterbacks. Uh, he could be a guy that could be potentially get enough touches to where he can really make a difference. Yeah. And to be able to, Um, you know, get on the field and play wide receiver, play running back, play quarterback. Yeah. But in a, uh, in a tight, what's his name? Um, Not Tyreek Hill, the, the Hill Taysom Hill from new Orleans. Um, You know, he, while he accumulates points as a fantasy quarterback, he's not really startable as a fantasy quarterback. But I think that's just a scratching of the surface of where they're going with this. I mean, because Doug Peterson is uh, like uh, one of those guys that loves to experiment and do different things. And maybe he saw what they were doing down there in New Orleans. And he said, well, you know what, I'm going to do it and maybe do it even more. Um, because I yeah. think uh, Jalen Hurts is a way bigger talent than Taysom Hill. Really? Okay. I do. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, I think Taysom Hill is talented for sure. And I think he fits that role great, especially with, uh, you know, such good offensive 
you know, minds with Breeze and Peyton and all that. But I think uh, Hertz has more talent. And I think uh, if they're able to implement that, maybe you're seeing like the new sort of hybrid position there. Um, I, I'm just saying yeah. in terms of possibly, you know, scooping up somebody off the waiver wire or at the end of a draft, he could be somebody that's interesting. Okay. Um, and he could yeah. have eligibility in many different positions. Well, yeah, if we're talking fantasy, that's a different conversation. Because right now I'm not super excited about him. I want to see him play. Um, I haven't seen him play in college. And if he's in a Taysom Hill-like role, I don't see that being super valuable. Unless, like if Taysom Hill were to be added as a running back, quarterback hybrid, then all of a sudden he's very valuable. That's, asset. That's where, I think we're, that's where I think we're going with this, where he'll play wide receiver, he'll play running back, he'll play a lot of well, positions. But I don't think the the fantasy gods may allow that. And I think it's site by site, but I think they may sort of stick to their guns. Maybe, like, well, you know, maybe. Yeah. there has been in the past where people have been eligible for running back and wide receiver. Yeah, or tight end and wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty rare, yeah. but it's nice when it happens. I think I think it's like uh, in I know in like baseball, you have to play so many games and so many, you know, innings in that position to qualify for it. So maybe they'll do a similar yeah. thing where you play so many snaps in a certain position, you're eligible for that position. Yeah. Um, well, Adam, I, uh, I had our uh, dynasty league draft, the dynasty league that you were in last year. Oh, RIP. Yeah. All right. You're out of it now. The league is still there. It's dead to me. <laughs> well, not exactly. Cause I'm about to tell you who I drafted this year. Oh boy. Um, I had the fifth pick, okay. and I I can't believe that Jonathan Taylor fell to me at the fifth pick. Oh yeah, yeah, you were telling me about this. So who went? Well, I, I'm assuming that uh, what's his face from uh, Kansas City went first. Yes, uh, yeah. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah, Edwards. Yeah, Hilaire. that guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he went first. Okay, that makes sense. Let me let me guess who went next. Let, let, this okay. will be a fun game here. This is fun. Yeah. Um, uh, let me guess. Uh, Joe Burrow. Incorrect. Okay. I, I, was, I, I just, I was, uh, it was hoping. Um, uh, CD Lamb? Not exactly. Lamb got drafted third. Third, okay. Who got drafted second? DeAndre Swift, the running back for the Detroit Lions. Wait, did Graphic take him? Uh, no, Beastly Beasts. Uh, I'm not sure. It would have sure been funny that he was betting on him after he traded for what's his face? Carry on Johnson. Yeah. You're saying, yeah, because, yeah, Carry on Johnson may have lost his starting job here. So he, so Carry on could be in the bucket with Marlon Mack as, as a running back who had a starting gig and kind of doesn't. Yeah, those guys have lost value big time. But. They could also be big time value picks if they fall, they fall, they fall. And then all of a sudden, you know, these rookies don't necessarily take over. They're more third down yeah. backs to start out with, or uh, they get injured, you know, because I think those right. guys are like talented. Yeah. And they'll still have trouble we, on those teams. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we still don't know what the league is going to look like this year. So I think, you know, a, a rookie or someone who changed teams this year, I, I have to imagine that they're at a, a big disadvantage to yeah. veteran players yeah. who 
or yeah. on their, well, you know. They, I mean, I, from what I understand, like, I mean, they obviously got all the playbooks, they've gotten all that, and they're trying to, like, a lot of the guys are, you know, they're doing, like, virtual meetings and stuff like that. I know it's not the same, but... Uh, Zoom drills on uh, I don't know, the practice no, I mean, like, uh, tape meetings, like, looking at tape and stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, that would be- well, that's all... That's all well and good, um, you know, until you get on the field when you're not in football. Shape. Totally. Well, I mean, I would assume yeah. that those guys would be committed to being in shape, but yeah, we'll see. And you, you could have a great opportunity to be in better shape, for God's sake, with all the time you have. Totally. You know, potentially less distractions, but who knows? Who knows? I guess we'll- so Tua, yeah, we will find out eventually. Um, Tua got drafted fourth in this wow. league. The quarterback for the Dolphins. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird. And then I went with Jonathan Taylor, so I was really kind of shocked that Taylor slipped to me at five. Yeah, that's a pretty, pretty happy pretty about solid it. pick there, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess that's a that's a good one. And uh, Cam Akers went next. J.K. Dobbins went after that. Those guys I like a lot as well. Who went after you? Cam Akers, the new running back from the L.A. Rams, and J.K. Dobbins, the new running back from the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I like Dobbins. He was, he was really talented. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of those situations where Ingram is still going to get plenty of action, but Dobbins is dynamic. I like that. I like that pick. And uh, yeah. Akers could be good. Yeah, it, I'm still curious to see what happens with uh, the L.A. Rams um, backfield. Now that they cut Todd Gurley, they could let Darrell Henderson uh, take the lead, or they could use this um, this new running back, which I would say Cam Akers is probably going to have uh, have a better chance. Yeah, to uh, to lead the pack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's going Coral's on? Coral's like, what's she wanted lunch at like 10:45. And, oh, and no. I said, well, well, we might be done around noon, 12, 15, literally it's yeah. 12, 01 on the dot. And she, she <laughs> like, How's she, it going, started, Coral? she started creeping in. <laughs> there she is. Yeah. See what you get live on, yeah. on get vocal yeah. and uh, Twitter. I've never been on a podcast before. It's so exciting. <laughs> yes. You've done it you now. It. Perfect. Welcome Coral. Oh, um, <laughs> Yeah. Well, we'll get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, um, we proved. I think I think any running back that has a chance to start as a rookie uh, is valuable for sure. Yeah, and I just want to tell you before we go, I want to tell you that I got Brandon Ayuk, the San Francisco 49ers wide receiver, uh, at 18 overall, the fifth pick in the second round. Um, it was either him or Denzel Mims for me at that moment. And I, I went with Ayuk because the Niners traded up for him. And I know Mims might have a better opportunity this year now that Robbie Anderson isn't on the Jets. But yeah, but, well, I, I, um, I take, uh, I take, um, Ayuk. yeah, I think the QB situation is better there. Yeah, the scheme, you know, Shanahan's a great coach. I, there's more trust in that organization right now, at least. Yeah, I don't, I mean, Darnold hasn't really shown that he can really make anybody shine like a wide receiver shine. Not that they've had any great wide receivers, but we'll see. Shots. I I mean, he just hasn't shown it. I mean, but once again, he hasn't had any, you know, great targets. So shots fired. fired. 
I think uh, Rob Sesternino, podcast royalty, Rob Sesternino will be very oh, upset living, to hear you say living. that. And, and I think Robbie Anderson would be personally You're not even on the team. Well. Yeah, that's what you said. He, you said he never had a talented wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, talented. Would they have signed him? And not, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, everybody. So, is there any is there any uh, rookies that you're? I'm, I'm, we're in no rush. Uh, is there any rookies that you're wild about here? I re- I re- want to see Ayuk um, because now I have the um, the emotional um, pull to him because I drafted him in a dynasty league. So I really want to see what he does. Um, but you know, I haven't really watched too much on these guys. Yeah. I, I am interested to see what Jalen Rieger does, yeah. the receiver from Philly. Yeah. I like Henry yeah. Ruggs. I could see him getting targeted a lot in Oakland. He's a speedy guy. I would say a bit, uh, eyebrow raising that he was the first drafted receiver, I think in the entire yeah, draft. It was so funny because I have some, but yeah, very Raiders. Yes, thing to I do. have some buddies that are Raiders fans and I was like, Oh, they're going to just draft the fastest guy. You know, they're going to draft rugs. And I was like, well, you know, it's not, I mean, uh, um, old Al Davis isn't calling the shots anymore. So maybe they'll go and get like the best wide receiver on the board. And they went and took rugs, but a lot of people like it. I think in a, in an offense where they needed like a game changer, I think he's more of that than Judy or Lamb. Um, I think Judy or Judy yeah. and Lamb are more polished, probably better receivers. But that whole idea of yeah. having that home run hit that I think a lot of people want, and especially in a division with Kansas City. Uh, yeah, you have to compare him to Tyree yeah. Hill. Um, and I think that's the way they're going to try to deploy him. And he really is a pretty carbon copy um, measurables wise and metrics oh, wise. He's so, a freak athlete. And uh, he's there. But but what are the chances that a freak athlete breaks out like Tyreek Hill did? Um, I don't know. I don't know if my, I put my money uh, on uh, on him breaking out like as a yeah, fantasy. Yeah, and Mariota and Carr are no um, uh, Mahomes. Or even, or even Alex Smith. Alex Smith was still yeah. Uh, back yeah, Carr. Carr is pretty accurate, um, so I think he's going to have some big games and some really fun plays well, yeah. uh, and days. Yeah, because you're but, always going to have to outscore Kansas City, which means there's going to be some big time points being put up in that division. So I think, I think everybody in that division has said, you know, okay, we're going to you know focus on defense when that's needed. But in the most part, like everybody's trying to compete with them offensively. It's just uh, the problem is they have Mahomes and all those other teams don't. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great. I can't wait to see the season. Can't wait to see what it's going to look like. Um, can't wait to watch my Tampa Bay Buccaneers go all the way to the Super Bowl and uh, beat those rascal New England Patriots, those those hated New England Patriots. Your Bucks, Your Bucks. How many, like, uh, what, what percentage of Pats fans do you think became Tampa Bay fans because of this? <laughs> I don't really think any. I'm just kind of doing it There's as a bit be here. some small percentage that were just like, well, I just was a big Brady fan. Now I'm going to be a Tampa. But do you think those are people who like don't live in New England? Those are people who like live in like the middle of nowhere, like, you know, Kansas yeah. and are like, oh, I just love Brady. I love them. I love the winning part of it. And now yeah. I'm just, yeah. people. Yeah. People, they're going to like what they hear about. They hear the Patriots on the TV and the radio if they're around yeah. here, and they'll, they'll like yeah. it still. Everyone still loves Belichick. Um, you know, these moves were 
were maybe a bit peculiar, maybe even a bit reminiscent of the new documentary, The Last Dance. Yes. Adam, yes. you, you, are you comparing uh, um, uh, uh, Belichick to Jerry Krause? <laughs> no, that would be Bob Kraft to Jerry, Jerry Krause. Well, Bob Kraft's the owner. Um, yeah. But Jerry Krause it always but, like uh, wanted to act as if like you 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 can't do it without okay. the front office. And okay, you're right. You're right. They, it works as far as he made the decision um, to do it, but you know it remains to be seen if it's a good move. I think in the last dance, it was pretty obvious um, because what happened historically that it was a terrible decision by Jerry Krause to move on from Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan. Yeah, um, but <laughs> I'm from the best with, coach and the best player to ever play the game. <laughs> but with with football, and I mean Belichick's moved on over. Well, I mean, over. Like, he's repeating his pattern with this. He's repeating past well, successes with this. Also, move. like Jordan could have probably won two or three more championships with the Bulls if they would have kept them all together. Like I don't know how many championships Brady has left in the tank, I and mean, he's forty two. I agree. That's why I'm not giving Belichick a hard time about it, like uh, Kraus got. And I feel well, yeah, like it's definitely a different situation. Also, uh, Kraus, you know, really, really was just wanted everything. He he wanted to be the the evil genius. When in fact, like mm-hmm. uh, you know, he was a guy that knew basketball. He put some really good teams together, uh, uh, amazing teams, dynasty teams together. Um, but a lot of it was on the players. It was having Michael Jordan, whereas, you know, football is such a large team. And, like, uh, Belichick's really good at crafting what goes into his system. Like, I think he deserves more credit than Krause does for, you know. Krause was always trying to disrupt the team because because yeah. Michael and Scotty uh, just didn't like him. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, he treated Scottie Pippen really poorly, I would say, or at least uh, financially. Did. Yeah, yeah, because he always yeah. wanted to, because he never got enough credit, he felt. And yeah. he, he took it out on Scotty any way he could. He took it out on the team. You know, he, you, yeah. know you would always talk, he, like you hear in the documentary, you'd always talk about like how all these players he was fawning over and Jordan and Pippen just use his motivation just to be like, well, we're the best. Why do you need to fawn over these other players? We're the best. You got yeah. the best. What, what is your favorite part of that documentary? Uh, Rodman in the workout center with the Gatorade cup and looking right at the camera and going kamikaze. <laughs> was he serious though? I thought he was joking. Uh, that's the part that's great about it. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> He's joking. Maybe He's joking. I don't know. He was wild. He was wild. I was. I was also really hilarious to hear Jordan say, like, you know, guys were just drinking beer. Well, I mean, I guess like Ron Artest back in the day would drink Hennessy at halftime. Um, but <laughs> just to hear, like, you know, basically they were just having big coke parties at the hotel, like during the season. Yeah, uh, I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, you shouldn't air out the stuff," but it's like, who gives a shit? Absolutely. Air it yeah. all. Spill Especially the tea. Especially since he's been, he's been pretty, uh, like, I wouldn't say sheltered, but kind of like a man of mystery a, a, a lot of times. Like, you knew, his, yeah. you knew his life because it was just reported about so much and because everybody had to dig for it. But you never really heard it out of his mouth like this. And it's kind of refreshing. It's yeah. kind of fun. Uh, and, it's great. And he's just honest. 
Yeah. I, my, my favorite single uh, things are were the Dream Team and uh, Isaiah. Oh, yeah. He's still um, and the way he talked about Isaiah. Jordan's still <laughs> so And great. you could tell, like, Isaiah just, like, come on, let's just be friends. Like, let, let's just, you know. Uh, but I, I think uh, I think that really, that whole series where they walked off without shaking hands, really, he's like, I... I'll hate these people for the rest of my life, or at least Isaiah and Bill Lambeer. It was so great because they cut to Isaiah and he's like, well, look, the Celtics did it the year before. And he, and that is kind of true that they walked off the court uh, before and seemed like without shaking hands. So not exactly without precedent, but the Bulls having lost to the Pistons that in that same round of the year before stayed and shook hands like, like gentlemen. And, like they, were uh, they were like yeah. hugging these guys, congratulating them. That was so great when they when they cut back and forth and and Jordan's like yeah if I and Jordan was watching Isaiah and he's just laughing he's like yeah he's yeah. full of shit well it was Bill Ambeer's idea because Bill Ambeer oh I'm not yeah, surprised he's a big asshole um, but yeah. it was his idea to do it and then Isaiah went along with it and uh, but like you heard in the Dream Team thing like it seemed like he had problems with a lot of people he had problems with Magic he obviously had problems with Scotty I mean it's just I I think. You know, like they were talking about that. That was, you know, supposed to be all the best players, but also they wanted to have the best team. And you have like somebody yeah. who's a disruptor, somebody who um, isn't a isn't a guy that's like fun to be with. Because you're still you're over in Barcelona. Like you want to have right. You're not gonna. Yeah, it's like you want to you want the guys that you're friends with. I mean, that's just. Yeah. Sadly, sometimes that's what <laughs> comes down to getting yeah. a job is being easy yeah. to work with. And, and Isaiah wasn't. So. Yeah, well, it wasn't there something like at least one college player had to be on the team back um, then? I don't know if that was exactly it because I think he had just graduated. But I think they I, I think, think that's they, it. They wanted, that was yeah, they had to either. A non-professional or, yeah, player. Yeah, or it was something where, and then he was, you know, he had just come off two championships in a row from Duke mm-hmm. and was like kind of like the basketball like college basketball guy. All right, take it easy. It was Christian Lee. He was a great college sake. basketball player. <laughs> All right, this is out of here. Well, as soon as you start talking about Duke, but we talked enough goddamn Chicago Bulls. Enough, enough uh, Duke. All right, uh, we're out of here. Go to lunch. So lunch. I'm not going to lunch. I'm making lunch. <laughs> Make lunch. Yes. Well, thank you very much for uh, for listening, everybody. Uh, we appreciate it, and we will, we will be back live here on Get Vocal and on Twitter. Check our Twitter page for broadcast times. Thank you.